that is the other primary way that I am sure it is him and not me is when I have peace, it's him. When I don't have peace, it's usually me. You're listening to the Experience Freedom Podcast. I'm your host, Ajene Gaylord, and I endeavor to educate, encourage, and empower women to embrace emotional healing and eradicate the stigma of mental health in the body of Christ. On this episode, we continue with our conversation about going from being overwhelmed to overcoming. I pick right back up with what I was sharing with Michelle about how I hear from the Lord and the ways that I understand and know that it's him speaking and not myself. And then I share even more about some techniques that I use, and that will be the life assignment. So stay tuned. So it isn't an exact science. I don't do it perfectly. And sometimes I assign what he said to mean something that he didn't mean. And that's me not managing what I'm hearing. That's me running with something he said and turning it into more than what he wanted. That's me, like you said, putting pressure on myself for something that he didn't pressure me about. Everything he's given me, I'm capable of doing or he wouldn't have asked me. And not only am I capable, it's through his strength and power only that I can. So it's going to be a little bit more than what I can handle because I have to rely on him. It's going to cost me something because the cross cost Christ. He does kill us to, to bring us back alive. He absolutely does. He wants us flesh to die. He wants old habits to die. He wants all of our sin to die. He wants all of our bad behaviors and thoughts to die so that we can live an abundant life fully in him. So he will kill us. He'll kill off all those things. He'll, he'll put us in a test so that we can endure, so that we can be strengthened, so that we can gain wisdom, so that we won't be lacking anything. That's why James says, count it all joy. When you face these trials, why do we face trials? Why does he give us much? We're like, oh, Lord, I don't think I can. Oh, this is too much. We face trials so that we can endure, so that we can be matured, so that we can grow patience and so that we don't lack anything. So he will take us through tests and trials. He will allow difficulties to come, but he's not going to overwhelm us with whatever we endure. He's already given us through his word, the truth that we can stand on, that he's with us, that he owns the cattle on a thousand hills, that he's a very present help in time of trouble. So I don't have to be fretful. So the anxiety to not be anxious for anything, but in everything with prayer and supplication and thanksgiving to let our requests be made known unto God and the peace of God will surpass our understanding. That's what I'm striving for is really grasping hold of his peace. I'm stuck in the anxiety. I'm stuck in the thoughts. I'm stuck in the all the things. Oh, Lord, I have this meeting. I have to do this. I have to do that. I can handle everything he's placed in front of me if I trust that he is the one who is with me, that he will give me peace even if I don't understand. Most of this is me wrestling within my own mind what I think, not what he said. And that's what's causing me the distress. That's what's causing me the discomfort and the frustration because I keep going back to what I think, what I feel, what I want, what I, where I am. I don't know if I can do this, Lord. I'm not sure. Are you sure you said that? I don't know if I can. This is too much. I don't know. That's me. Because as much as I was 
sitting there yesterday when I was working on my research, trying to come up with ideas and feeling a little overwhelmed with the idea of having to do my own project or do my dissertation or start planning towards those things. He gave me a vision yesterday of what to do. And it it just clicked. It wasn't even, I didn't even have to strive for it. I didn't have to look for it. I didn't have to yearn for it. I've been thinking about this for a very long time. And it just all aligned and it just made so much sense to me. And I was like, I think this is the way. And I had so much peace that came over me. That is the other primary way that I am sure it is him and not me. Is when I have peace, it's him. When I don't have peace, it's usually me. So the fretting and the frustration and all the stuff I'm feeling, it's me. Because I'm telling myself, oh, this is too much. Oh, I can't handle it. When Really, when he gave me the vision yesterday for the research project, I had so much peace. And I actually had excitement. I was like, oh, I see it. Oh, this is going to be great. Oh, I can, I can, this fits who I am. This fits who you created me to be. For me to take this information and map it out and make the connections between all these seemingly disconnected areas of research is exactly what you created me to do. This is exactly why you have me in school. This is exactly why you've positioned me uniquely in being a sacred scientist. I'm have. I'm full of faith. I'm full of the Holy Spirit. But yet I also have an understanding of these concepts and ideas in a secular sense. Like you've, you've connected me to this information that will help to empower the body of Christ. And then I can bring my faith into that space where there isn't necessarily a recognition of God's power. But when I point out this phenomenon that you all see here in science and in the social sciences and in human development behavior, this is actually something that's already been told in Scripture. This actually aligns with God's character. This actually aligns with how his creation. And so let me illuminate that for you. Let me bring that to light. So all of my fretting is me being anxious, not applying the word of God in the way that I ought to. And I recognize it. So I am praying about it. I am having my devotion time. I am reading the scriptures to really um, work out my own salvation, so to speak, and to take my thoughts captive. But I think that if I don't, if I'm not honest about it, I can't walk, work through it. Oftentimes we're expected to just be okay all the time. At least that's what I have always thought was the message that I've received. Just be okay. Don't, don't, don't act like you have questions. Don't act like you wrestle with anything. Just be okay. Just, just, just trust God and just keep it moving. Well, there are some times when I don't do that well. You know, I, I contend with this flesh I contend with my emotions <laughs> that don't always line up with truth. I contend with thoughts that come, whether they come from me or uh, people, people saying things, you know. So there's work that I have to do as far as remembering to align with what God has said. But Christ already did the work on the cross to set us free. It's up to us to then live out that freedom. It's up to us to choose to accept what he's already said and what he's already done. So. I sometimes need to talk to my friend <laughs> and the audience and just share, this is where I am. This is what I'm wrestling with because I don't think enough of us are honest about the fact that we have to contend with our flesh. We have to contend with the emotions, the feelings, the thoughts, and even sometimes our behavior as a result of what we believe and that it doesn't always align. And so we have to do the work to constantly get in the word of God and remember what he said and trust and believe it and act on it. We have to remember to pray, to even intercede for ourselves at times. You know, Christ is our intercessor, but sometimes we have to say, you know, 
body, get this body together, Lord, you know, help me, God, intercede, you know, just step in because I don't know what I'm doing. You know, we don't, we want to look polished. We want to look put together. We want to look like we're perfect. And there's no such thing. In the body of Christ, so many people are turned away from the church because we haven't been honest about our own struggles. So as much as I feel like I've heard from the Lord and I know what I'm supposed to be doing, there are moments where I feel overwhelmed by the idea of such a heavy assignment. And in those moments, I go to the cross. I go to his presence. That's when I get on my knees and pray. That's when I choose to cast my cares. But if I don't know what my cares are, how can I cast them away? That's part of our challenge is we don't take the time to identify what is it that I'm carrying? What are these cares? What am I feeling? What am I thinking? Where am I? Not so that we can stay there, not so that we can rehearse anything that doesn't align with his truth and his word, but so that we can take it now after identifying what it is and then cast our cares on him because we know he cares for us. Not because we want to maintain and rehearse the anxiety or the fear or the trepidation, but because we know that he cares. So if I come to him and say, Lord, this feels like it's a lot. I don't know. I'm still homeschooling the kids. You have me doing all of this stuff. I believe it's your will, but I'm feeling like it's too heavy. I don't feel like I have enough time. And he says, rest in my arms. Just be with me. Just spend time with me. Just be near me. And then he gives me the energy and the ideas and the time or he allows a meeting to be canceled. (laughs) So there are all these ways that we often get caught up in the idea that because it's challenging, that means God's not in it, or that means I missed him or I'm doing something I'm not supposed to do. But usually it's the opposite. Unless it's as a result of our own sin of some kind or a decision we made that was contrary to him in most situations, it is a test or a trial that he has allowed to come because he has a greater purpose. He has something that he is trying to do. And so he wants to manifest something greater than what we're going through. So this morning in my prayer time, I had to remind myself that you are good and everything you do is good and that you work everything for my good. And so although I've been believing you for healing for the last 20 years of my life and I still don't have the healing that I believe is for me, I know that you are a healer. I know that you are the great physician. I know that you are a deliverer because that's what your word says. And even if I don't yet have the wellness that I think I want, I trust that this is for my good. So if I still have to endure some symptoms, I trust it's for my good. I'm going to keep trusting. I'm going to keep praying. I'm going to keep asking. But Lord, I know that you only do things that are good. So if I'm still suffering in some way, I have to trust that this is bigger than what temporary, momentary suffering I may be enduring. If this school, you know, being in graduate school is stressful. It is. It just is a lot of work. It takes a lot of time. It's stressful. But that doesn't mean that he can't strengthen me to endure and to meet the mark and to accomplish all the things that he's created me to accomplish. Raising a family teaching children, being married, living life, period. Just living life, we will have trouble. But Jesus said, I have overcome the world. So if he's overcome and set that example for me, it's up to me to believe what he already said. 
Most of the time, God is not going to speak something new. There isn't anything new to say. Everything that he needed to say is in the word. So if he speaks to us, it's going to align with his word. If his if his Holy Spirit through, you know, had the voice is what we hear, it's going to align with the word. If someone else, another believer comes along and gives us a word from the Lord, it's going to align with his word. So we can always measure what we think we're hearing or what we think we're seeing if it aligns with his word. And God isn't going to come up with a new thing. <laughs> he doesn't have to go back to the cross you know, send Christ back on the cross and do a new work. He's already done the work. It's up to us. This is the part that we partner with him to trust and believe what he already said and what he's already done. So as much as I'm feeling all the feels, at the same time, I have to manage what I'm feeling. I have to recognize it and then manage it and remind myself of truth. So that means if I'm feeling anxious, I may have to think on things that are true. That may require me to do what the life work is going to be today, which is truth journaling. So to do truth journaling is basically if you have a thought that you write it down, whatever the thought that comes to your mind, especially something that you've been rehearsing over and over again in your mind, you write it down and then you read the words. It's not enough just to think this process. It really helps to write it down. So truth journaling is you write down the statement or the sentence that you are thinking. You read it. Immediately, you will know whether it's true or not. If you are filled with the spirit of God, you will know whether it's true or not. And when you read that sentence, you will determine in that moment, this is not true. If it is not true, then you need to find a scripture that is true. Find a scripture that actually speaks the truth to that area, that issue. You can do word searches. There are tons of books and references and all types of resources out there to help you with that process. If it is true, then find a scripture that affirms that as true. And then you're able to measure and examine and do what the scripture talks about in Corinthians, where it says the weapons of our warfare are not carnal, but they are mighty unto God to the pulling down of strongholds, casting down imaginations and every high thing that exalts itself against the knowledge of God and taking into captivity every thought to the obedience of Christ. That's what the truth journaling does. It allows you to take that thought captive. You, t- you capture it, you write it down, you read it, and you will know whether it's a true statement or not. If it's true, find a scripture to affirm it. If it's not true, find a scripture that tells you what the truth is. And that's work that each believer has to do of their own because we have to do our part. Christ did his part on the cross. You know, God did his part to raise him from the dead. If we believe and confess him, we are saved. But then we got to live. And we have to live in this fallen world, in this fallen condition. We have talked about this fallenness that we exist in, but but we have the power to overcome the fallen state. We have the power to overcome sin. We have the power to overcome sorrow. And it usually is through tests and trials that the Lord empowers us with that strength. His strength is made perfect in our weakness. How will we know his strength if we're always strong? If we're always capable, if we can figure it out on our own, we will never rely on him. So this is me kind of rehearsing to myself how much I need to continue this journey and not get overwhelmed. There are moments that come and that doesn't make me any less of a believer. That doesn't make me any less capable or faith-filled. It means that I'm human and I have these moments. Even Christ modeled for us in scripture when he lived on this earth and he walked and lived a sinless life. He he even modeled for us what it is to have emotion, what it is to have feeling, what it is to grieve, what it is to 
um, be angry, but not sin. He he demonstrated all of these things for us. He was not without emotion. But somehow we as believers feel like if I'm having a bad day or I'm struggling or I'm thinking something that I'm not a good Christian. No, (laughs) you're a human being. You just so happen to be someone who surrendered yourself to Christ. So that was a lot. I I was preaching to myself. (laughs) (laughs) I needed you to ask those questions so that I could remind myself of the truth. Because, yeah. I'm so glad you got to hear how I process through my feelings of being overwhelmed and how just this conversation between my friend, which was not supposed to be an episode, actually became an episode that we chose to share with you. And just to remind you of what this week's life work is going to be is to engage in that truth journaling. Take some time to capture those thoughts, those things that come to mind that are causing distress or causing challenge or making you feel some type of way and write them down and go through the process of truth journaling. It has really been a blessing in my own life, and I pray that it will do the same for you. That's it for this episode. If you have been enjoying listening, please consider sharing and subscribing to the podcast. And until next time, remember, you have been set free to live free. So choose freedom.